Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, where we explore the Catholic faith as it's experienced in church and in everyday life. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. And along with our guests, we discuss the Catholic take on everything from sacraments and Sunday Mass to social media and sports, based on CatholicPhilly.com's award-winning news and commentary. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us today here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. Matt, good to have you with us as always. It's good for us to be here. And we're also delighted to have Andrew Aletto with us in the studio. Andrew is a seminarian at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania, where he's in his second year of theological studies. And as we continue our Lenten journey, he's here to share with us his insights into the gospel for the fifth Sunday of Lent. Andrew, welcome. Welcome. Great to be here. Thank you. Great to have you. And you've done a little digging into the Bible, have. literally, haven't you? <laughs> I have. I graduated from Penn State University in 2015. And during my time there, I was able to do an archaeological dig in Israel. So it was a really incredible experience. We were on the Bay of Haifa in the old city of Acre. And we were on this little tell. It's the mountain that you're digging in. And we dug through basically 1,500 years of history before Christ. So it was a really instrumental part of my vocation because I met a Catholic priest on the trip and he was able to give me his perspective of both being a priest and somebody who is really interested in history and archaeology. So that was right up my alley. What did you find? Oh, we found all different types of things, like little pieces of pottery, animal bones, what they call metal slags, basically for a blacksmith at the time. Mm. If he was hammering some steel or iron or whatever time period he would have been in, their little pieces would have sparked off and then gradually over time collected and form another substance. So they called that metal slag and we were able to use that to date specific times that we were through. Fascinating. Oh my goodness. Well, let's see where the Spirit leads us this week through His Holy Word. Matt, what is the gospel passage for this Sunday? Our gospel passage is from the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 1 to 45. In this gospel, Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. Jesus learns his beloved friend Lazarus has been dead for four days when he returns to the family home and tells Martha, Lazarus's sister, about rising from the dead, and he identifies himself with the resurrection and eternal life. He's showing strong emotions and even tears, we're told, and he orders the stone of the tomb rolled away. He prays to the Father, and then he calls Lazarus forth from the tomb to new life, telling the people to let him go free. At that point, Many of the people then believed in Jesus. One of the most profound scriptures. Andrew, how does this speak to us today? So this is personally one of my absolute favorite gospel stories because it really does a good job of putting into context what our relationship, not only ourselves individually, but as a society is like with Christ. To put this into context a little bit, Jesus is outside of the town of Bethany where Lazarus has passed away. The previous passage, he was teaching the people of Bethany that he was united to the Father, that him and the Father were one. And because they thought that this was blasphemous, they were gonna stone him. So the gospel says that that he escaped and was away from the town. So now here we're in this really kind of interesting scenario, a little bit of tension that this town is very hostile to him. And he gets this news that one of his closest friends has passed away. So this really indicates to us that Jesus is going to take a risk. He's going to go into the deep, you know? He's gonna risk not only his own life, he's gonna risk the life of his followers as well to go and address their needs. And we see that he doesn't hold back. For me, it just leads into a deeper point I just want to read this part real quick because it means a lot to me. 
When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, where have you laid him? They said to him, sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. Jesus, who is God, who has the authority over life, still allowed himself to weep. He knows the story. He knows what he's about to do, but he still weeps. He uses the word perturbed. Why do you think he uses the word perturbed? Perturbed, yeah. What that word indicates is a deep, deep internal anguish, that interior tension, that struggle, the anxiety that we encounter when we are confronted with evil itself. So Jesus has this authority and he doesn't go in like, all right, everyone, you know, y'all can calm down. We're going to take a little break. I got this, right? No, he doesn't do that. He encounters Martha. He encounters Mary and he sees their suffering, their crying, and he allows himself to experience that as well. He allows himself to cry. He allows himself to become deeply disturbed and anxious over this issue. Why? Because it's okay to cry at the sad parts of the story. I think if you've ever seen a really good movie, like for me personally, it's Lord of the Rings. I love the movie series, Lord of the Rings. Precious. And, yeah, precious. <laughs> and there's a couple moments which make you tear up. The scene where Gandalf returns at the end of the Two Towers, the moment of glory, of redemption in that. You tear up. You begin to cry. And that happens time and time again. Yeah, you even know? though you know the ending I know now, the ending. still you rewatch it, yeah. you get emotional. I know the ending. I've seen it, but you get emotional. Jesus knows the story. He knows the ending and he allows himself to become emotional. And you know, that's so much more profound an interpretation than I've heard other preachers who have said Jesus was actually frustrated because they wouldn't believe in the resurrection mm. or that he had the power. But I agree with you. I don't think that's the correct interpretation. Mm. Really, he does enter into that sorrow with us. He transforms it, Absolutely. but he stands in solidarity with us. When he enters into that sorrow, it gives us an opportunity to take a step back as well. I think a lot of the times when we're in the midst of our own suffering, we try to get rid of it as soon as possible. Like, okay, what can I do to make myself happy now? Like, I can't suffer anymore. But seeing that Jesus allowed himself to experience that, that should give us a little indication like, okay, I'm suffering. This isn't easy. This hurts. And I'm okay with that. I can be okay with that. And in the season of Lent, I think that's what we're striving for as well, that we can be okay in our suffering, knowing that what we're going to experience in a couple of weeks, Jesus's resurrection at Easter, that we can ultimately rejoice in that reality. Solidarity and suffering and the promise of joy. Andrew, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us. You're in our prayers as you journey through the rest of Lent and on your path to priesthood. Thank God you. Bless. It was great to be here. Great to have you. God bless. So you've heard our thoughts. What about yours? Reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Catholic Philly or visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. Transforming lives. That's what the Society of St. Vincent de Paul of Philadelphia is all about. Called to service by our Catholic values, we work directly with our neighbors in need to help with the most basic necessities. Our lives are transformed, as are hopefully those we serve. Visit svdp-phila.info to see how you can join with us to help. That's svdp-phila.info. This podcast has been a production of CatholicPhilly.com. Music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at CatholicPhilly.com.